Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Harrington here with Davey Portman, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas! Happy Holidays. Yes. This is the way. This is the way. It's Christmas Day. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly that. What you said. Welcome to Up Next, the podcast. If you're listening to this, you found us wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're listening to this, you probably listened to John Away's Christmas show first. We don't blame you. Go listen to that, because we also appear on it. You're probably also listening to this on, like, the 29th of December, yeah. realistically, but hey, it's Christmas Day! Yeah, Merry Christmas. We're feeling festive, we're s- sipping by the f- coffee by the fire, hot cocoa, I mean, uh, opening gifts. We're feeling so festive here today. And usually we're talking about NXT. We're your NXT friends. Friends! And we'll always will be. And patreon.com slash upnext is where we have so many shows and all the stuff we've been doing, all the Christmas movie reviews and all sorts of stuff up there. $5 a month gets you access to all those shows. But we thought, you know, we, we do these free reviews 
we did all the Star Wars movies. We're still halfway through Batman, which will continue in the new year. Pick it up in January. Yeah. And I feel like we did the Mandalorian reviews last year when it first came out. And then people were asking, hey, BDE, where's the, the Mando season two? Well, this is it. This is the way. This is the way. Yes. What a way to celebrate Christmas uh, with some Star Wars themed presents. Right. But before all that... Uh, how are you, Brayden? I'm good. Uh, we we're have we're gonna have a nice Christmas. We're celebrating it, like I said. We're in our PJs podcasting. That's what we like to do here on Christmas. Uh, how is your Christmas today? Oh, it's just tr- tremendous. Called you know? the folks across the pond. Yeah, uh, called my family. They're all separated as well this year. Well, they were always separated. They're in tier four, <laughs> um, so they're all across London right now. Um, as I'm, I'm sure most of you are, unfortunately, all, all separated yes. right now, which which sucks, but it is the way. It's the way it is this year. It's strange, um, right? I mean, you, you live apart from your family and obviously in a different country, but like this year, families aren't really seeing each other. Friends aren't seeing each other as much as like we're used to around these times. So uh, maybe someone listening right now is like, oh, I don't even like Star Wars. Screw the Mandalorian. I just, I need someone in my ears right now. We can be those people we're your family we're your friends we are we are going to be your family today but um yeah i've i've been uh on a bit of a health kick recently Mm -hmm. uh gave up alcohol for a while gave up meat been eating vegetarian and i can't wait to just drink some mulled wine have some whiskey yeah um i i'm we're gonna do christmas dinner tomorrow yeah Uh, we're doing a boxing day dinner uh wrestling day gonna have a ham uh, gonna have a duck. Oh, well. okay, yeah. okay. Got a duck. All right. Um, oh, it's gonna be. Did a you kill it yourself? Killed it myself <laughs> this morning with my with we my hunt, dark saber. We hunted it at Christie Pits. Yes. <laughs> um, it's gonna be tremendous. Got a lot of cheese. Got of a lot course. of just yeah. Uh, I'm gonna undo everything I've worked on. Should we go live <laughs> <laughs> while you cook? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're feeling super festive, and uh, we hope again. Well, you're probably listening to this after the fact, but uh, we we're hanging out. What can what else can we do in this time uh, of the world? You're, if you're used to seeing your friends and your family like a specific way, this is the way. Uh, it's like now we're forced to to do other things. So Zoom calls are are super happening, and Skype calls and phoning your friends. I know my family did like a gift drop off like they dropped off stuff at people's houses took photos and stuff i was like ah i didn't i didn't not want to do it it's also just like it's not the same and i just miss i, I don't know it's it makes me feel in the feels what is your favorite <laughs> thing about christmas is it the is it the giving is it the receiving the presents is it the food is it the family mm. like what is it uh for me i come from split parents but the side i'm closer with is the portuguese side so we do december 24th we go over have some some dinner and then at midnight, open the gifts and everyone just kind of gets merry and has a good mm-hmm. night. And then we wake up the next morning, have a bunch of cheese. And then I go to my other side of the family, my dad's, which I'm not super close with, like as close. And like that was always nice as well. But I, I definitely think like I, definitely when you're a kid, you know, you want that new Transformer or that War Games play set. But when you get older, it's more so just like hanging out with like people that maybe you don't see too often or maybe like of course you you can't oh you don't always like everybody in your family and what may bind you it might just be dna but when it comes to certain people in your like life whether it be friends or family like like me and you live together we're technically mm. a family yeah so like we we have our our nights where we can be festive and stuff but to 
to like hang out with people definitely as the years go by it like that's become i don't care but i tell my mom please don't get me stuff like i just want to hang out and kind of drink with my one portuguese uncle that loves giving me Mm -hmm. cognac and getting lit and i can't do that this year and that's what like you can buy me stuff cool but like eh, what does that do For, for me it's the food yeah, oh, yeah. Um, like, obviously, as a kid, you, you love the presents and stuff. And I, I've been away from my... This is my fifth Christmas in a row now, away from home. Wow. I, I was intending to go home for this Christmas, oh. but obviously uh, that didn't happen. Um, but my... We don't have a huge family that are like we're able to get together with. So it's normally just, like, my mum, my brother, and my grandma on Christmas Day anyway. And then Boxing Day, you go to my dad. So it's relatively small, and it's people I see often. So... Obviously, family, but um, it's just that smell Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the roast going early in the morning um, and you've got the, like, the smell of mulled wine and all that. It's those smells and the food. And then you eat Christmas dinner and you're full and you don't think you can ever eat again. And then mm. it gets about like 8 p.m. in the evening and you're like, oh, I want leftovers. I want cheese. I want that. Yeah. You go for it all again. Um, and that's why like... I, I said kind of this year it's I've had a bad few months been pretty miserable and like Christmas I wasn't too about and we hadn't really done much decorations like our decorations are pretty pathetic to be honest <laughs> but I was like I just want to cook right like, whether okay. it be Christmas Day Boxing Day I just want to cook yeah and like have that smell going in yeah. the apartment yeah I mean I again I come from two families so the Portuguese side like they have all sorts of different kind of food turkey and stuff but spice definitely different things and then I go to like the, the Canadian, the white side, and it's all just like mashed potatoes, baked, uh, you know, boiled carrots and turkey. And I'm like, ah, there's there's a good in between I like to find. Yeah. But yeah, uh. you can do white food well. Uh, yes. I, I think I've I, I think of myself as a pretty good cook. I yeah. think I've I've mastered how to do white food well. Um, white food. <laughs> yeah, I, I've said before, like um, turkey's underrated, and I think it's because a lot of people just like butcher it yeah when they're christmas um, vacation dry it out yeah dry it out and you can make it so succulent um i prefer roast potatoes to mashed potatoes yeah um fuck it do both if you want roast carrots don't boil your carrots don't boil your veg i don't like cooked carrots but yeah like um yeah just don't boil your veg yeah if you do don't overdo it some people it's like you're gonna you're gonna turn off that pot. It's been on like twenty minutes. <laughs> I've I come from like I definitely am missing the the food thing because like again super Portuguese family. I go we do birthdays and stuff summertime like barbecues and stuff and I didn't get to do that this summer. So I am definitely missing out on like the food. I've gotten a few care packages which I'm like yeah, but that's definitely a thing where we can't go see your family. It's not like you can do Zoom calls, but you ain't zooming me over some turkey. So we got to do take matters into our own hands. So I think my mom's doing a turkey for us tonight. Okay. So that'll be that's turkey. exciting. Yeah. Uh, turkey and you're going to, you want to drink whiskey. Well, we can hook you up on that. I'll have whatever. I, I'll probably be an absolute lightweight. Having yeah, you'll probably crash the month. Yeah. Probably have one and be like, woo! <laughs> all these things, all these, my mom, pro- like I, 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 I can just imagine my mom being like, this is the guy you guys party? This is the guy's, <laughs> this guy's asleep at like seven. What are you talking about? You guys go out all the time. This guy's a lightweight. That's probably what will happen. Uh, but we'll, we'll be celebrating. Uh, we have more podcasts to come in the, in the new year, especially with uh, Up Next. We got a Best and Worst show coming up. Uh, best match ever, part one and two. By the time you're listening to this, uh, well, no, it won't no, be out yet. Part, part one's coming out this weekend. Yeah, so uh, all the stuff to 
fill your ears if uh, if you need someone to be there. We'll be there to talk about wrestling or to talk about some Star Wars because we're here. Obviously, spoilers, spoilers. If you're someone who loves Star Wars and you haven't seen this, you probably have already caught up. But if you're someone who doesn't give a shit, well, then just welcome for this ride. If you listen to us nerd out about wrestling, we're definitely going to nerd out today. Uh, because we're we're gonna give each other a little gift here. We are, yeah. Um, well, uh, I'm I got the gift of the Mandalorian. Oh, oh, oh! Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Look at that, <laughs> the Mandalorian season two. Oh, yeah. It's so shiny. It's so yeah. fresh. It's so not hated by everyone. Oh. Um. This uh, is polarizing. What a surprise! A year after Rise of Skywalker, and I still fucking see Scrump moaning on about the Last Jedi. Build a bridge. Get over it, mate. I feel like I have a new take on Star Wars after... We're going to get into this. We we have some surprises a little later on mm. in this show. Uh, judging by the artwork of this show, you could probably figure it out. <laughs> but uh, we'll do Mando talk definitely first, because that's what I'm giving you right now. But, yeah, I watched this season of Mandalorian, and we, we, we're not going to do episode-by-episode in-depth reviews here. You have a little thing you prepared that we'll go into, but... Right off the bat, Luke Skywalker showing up in The Mandalorian, that episode, maybe just that last chunk, is the best thing Star Wars has done since Empire Strikes Back. It's, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck Rise of Skywalker. I still won't say the name right. Fuck The Last <laughs> Jedi. I, I kind of like Force Awakens, but this episode, maybe just the season as a whole package here, was the biggest like fan service, especially of fans of WWE. They don't do that. They don't give you what you want. They never do. Here, I got what do you want. You got the chills. Yeah, I mean, I think it just go, goes to show how important a like a, a showrunner, someone overseeing it. Obviously, you've got Jon Favreau, but also Dave Filoni, who is the the kind of force behind Clone Wars and Rebels um, and is kind of co-creator of The Mandalorian. Okay. He's clearly someone that knows Star Wars so well. And I'd say he knows Star Wars better than George Lucas. And I think the two of them together, uh, Favreau's obviously got that kind of Marvel experience of doing big blockbusters. He's been directing for a while, got great films like Chef under his belt. So good. And things like that. Swingers. And Elf. Elf? You know, Is that he, Favreau? You know he comes in and he goes, huh, there needs to be a good Christmas movie out here. Boom. Knocks I didn't out know Elf. He did Elf. Goes, huh, Marvel movies kind of suck. Better make Iron Man a B level to an A level hero. Boom. Did it. Star Wars? Boom. Did it. Yeah, and I think the two of them. He's so money. It's what. It's what those trilogy, the, the latest trilogy, lacked. And I'm someone who personally enjoys those three films individually. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy them way more than the prequels, personally. Yeah. I know a lot of people disagree, but it's one of those things when you start getting into kind of the uh, the lore and the continuity and all that, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And so much of a problem with that was not having a director signed on for all three, giving them the reign to do what they wanted, and both kind of just... It, it felt like... Do you ever play that game where you, like... You'll, like, draw the head of a cartoon character, fold it over and hand it to the next person, they'll draw the body and then fold it right. over, and then you unravel it, and you're like, ah, this is the pitch we got. That's what that Star it's Wars felt lips. like. Whereas this season of The Mandalorian felt like they managed to tie everything. Cartoons... 
films, comic books, video games, all of it together. Yeah. And make it make sense. Especially um, if you're a Star Wars fan. Like, if you're just people who are who know way more than me and you about this. And watching YouTube fan theories, you could do that all day. But the fact that, like, they do things that certain people catch and certain people don't catch, right? Like you could show this to your friend who just likes spaghetti Westerns and then they like it, but they're missed. They're not getting what you get. And other people can point out things that you miss. Like it's very intricate. I find that it does tie in like the show that I have not watched the clone wars. I, I know the movies. So when I see things I recognize from the movies, it comes together. But I find that like, how did the last three movies not give me the, like, I get those Star Wars feels, especially I saw all three of those movies in theaters, and it definitely helps. But watching this just in my own home, like, is – if I watched this in theaters, it probably would have even more, like, amped me up even more, right? So I just – I really found that this last season – I really like season one, but this, like, blew me away. And I was – I wasn't as, like, excited when it first launched, the second mm. season. I was like, oh, I'll wait a few weeks and then kind of marathon. And then I did, and I was like, oh, I'm I'm strapped in for this ride. Got to watch the next yeah. one now. Got to watch the next but one. But I, I, I will say there's two episodes that really stand out. It's – sorry, is it – I know it's spelled Ashoka, but is it Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Yeah, that episode with Rosario Dawson is fantastic. You got the name right. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Rosario <laughs> Dawson. And uh, and then the last episode with Luke Skywalker, this whole thing is like just crazy. Like as a Star Wars fan, like you you got choked up almost. I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. I know people that haven't actually ever seen a Star Wars film. Wow! And they've watched Mandalorian and have thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And you can enjoy this show on so many levels. I can see eight year olds enjoying this, and just it's the adventure of the mate with his. The guy with his baby, baby Yoda. you know, yeah. like that's that's what the story is. And then we, who we've obviously dissected every single movie, we take enjoyment out of it. But there are people that read the comics and watch the the cartoons. comics, uh, sorry, the cartoons, and play the video games. And there is so much in this series that honors that as well. Um, listening to uh, our friend. Kevin's podcast, uh, Geek Centric, who did the Scott Pilgrim show, his brother was on and he is such a fan of the comic books and mm-hmm. stuff and was filling in these little details that are like, wow, it's so awesome that they've managed to to kind of make that not fan fiction, but canon and all work yeah. in the universe. It's so smart. And I kind of dread to think what that whiteboard with strings and connecting straight like all yeah, of that yeah, is yeah. trying to tie everything together. But they did it. Yeah. The Charlie Day meme. The Charlie yeah. Day meme. Yeah. Uh, they did such a fantastic job. Right before, right now, I was watching uh, John Favreau on Good Morning America. And they were like, how did this not get spoiled? Luke Skywalker. Mm. Like, there was these rumors that Cap- Winter Soldier is going to play Luke. And weird that that was out there. So people just kind of forgot. But... He's like, yeah, uh, I kind of threw a curveball because I was, I, I kept things private. We kept things really locked, airtight. But when the whole thing of Grogu coming out, like the name mm. of Baby Yoda is Grogu, that threw people off. Like, oh, look, that's such a big, oh, it's such a big thing that he was like, yeah, yeah, good. Be distracted. Be distracted with that thing I had since season one because I, we just didn't name, we named him that, but we never said his name. Yeah. And then the Luke thing happens. It's like, I know. It comes out what every Friday, which I like. By the way, we've it's talked like Friday about, morning. Yeah, Friday mornings, and I went to bed, and then I woke up to like our little group chat with John mm. Cena, and he's like, "Guys, like, I recommend watching it right now because if you get spoiled, you might get mad." So I was like, "All right." So I 
I put it on right away. Also, I'm sorry, but to those people saying, Oh, why did you have a, a CGI Luke Skywalker? It should have been Sebastian Stan. Fuck off. Mark Hamill <laughs> is Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I'm not having anyone else. Um, something about Star Wars is the charm of what they do with technology at the time. And that's why people kind of hated those remastered versions of the originals, because you kind of want to see the strings holding up Mm -hmm. the TIE fighters. You want to see that. And like, personally, I I thought Luke looked awesome. Oh yeah. I thought that de-aging and CGI face and all that looked awesome. I don't want to see fucking Winter Soldier as no. Luke Skywalker. No. Never. You know, Never. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. And that was awesome. Yeah, I agree. Look, in 2006, they made this movie called Superman Returns. Solely based on they hired a guy because he looks like the original Superman. Christopher Reeves. Mm. They're like, yo, Brandon Routh, Ruth yeah. looks exactly like him. Let's cast him and make this whole movie around that. No, that's fucking dumb. That's stupid. Here, they just go, hey, we made some guy do the acting bits with Luke, and then we CGI'd his face on it. They CGI'd people's faces in the last few Star Wars movies yeah, I've watched. Yeah, I, I mean, I I personally, even in Rogue One with, um, I can't remember the yeah, general's he's name, great. but him and, and Princess Leia in that last scene, it's, I don't care. Like, I'm watching Aliens. I'm watching yeah. things fly in space. Uh, I'd much rather have that. And it it was just awesome. If someone came out and it was, oh, it's kind of Luke Skywalker. Look, Luke Skywalker's face looks completely different in Empire to yeah. New Hope anyway. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he had actual facial, like, reconstruction. Exactly. Or something, right? Uh, so, in real life. And then, like, yeah, to... What he looks like now. Like, yeah, he looks a lot different now in those Uber Eats commercials. So, like, of course they're going to, like, CGI his face. And it, they did a crazy job. This is a TV show. And look at the fucking effects oh, throughout this whole insane. season. Like, th- this is the best effects they've had because it's the newest shit they've put out. Mm. So, like, some of these episodes are, are like, movies, are, like, these westerns with, like, trains and stuff. And but- it was even even better than the last season yeah. like effects wise oh, yeah. like they clearly managed to it paid off season 1 and yeah. they got a bigger budget with this i i feel like the the budget was crazy high because the effects in this look luke looked great i'm sorry it looked so. he looked fantastic uh, i know we kind of want to maybe run through a little yeah. bit and then we can i i obviously want to we'll talk about we've luke we've got so many points we could hop all over the place yeah. but i'm going to attempt mandalorian season 2 in a nutshell um, this, is this like 205 It's like live? 205 in kind of 205. Yeah, kind of okay. 205. This won't be 205. Hey, but... if there wasn't, if you still kept on with the 205, Sino wouldn't have a job. So. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Okay. I'm gonna Mandalorian. Have, I'm going to have a sip of water right. before I strap into my X-Wing. For this. Okay. All right. All right. This is Mandalorian season two. Davey's going to try to explain this in 205. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Season two, and we're back with Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, trying to take the child home. In the Marshall, directed by creator Dave Filoni, he learns of another Mandalorian named Cobb Vanth, played by Timothy Oliphant, who is in the town of Mos Pelgo, Tatooine. Cobb Vanth turns out to not be a Mandalorian, but is actually a Marshal who was sold Mandalorian armor and has been using it to protect the town. Din Djarin makes a deal with Cobb Vanth to help him kill a dragon that has been terrorizing the town, and in return, he will get the Mandalorian armor back. So he goes from Girls Next Door to fighting dragons. Yes. That actor. (laughs) With the help of Tusken Raiders, Din Djarin kills the dragon and receives the armor back. However, we see an ominous cloaked figure watching on. 
In the next episode, The Passenger, directed by Ant-Man's Peyton Reed, Din Djarin finds Pele Moto on Tatooine, who tells him she can help him get information on where more Mandalorian are. He must transport the frog lady back to her husband so that she can fertilise her eggs and in return will receive the information he needs. On their travels, they get attacked by spiders called Krikna, and the child eats a bunch of eggs. Oh my god, okay. First of all, I'm going to jump in when I feel need be. First of all, shout out Frog Lady. <laughs> she got her own Twitter emoji, because everyone went nuts over Frog Lady. I know Baby Yoda's great, but Frog Lady is great. That spider scene was terrifying. It's I terrifying. do not like spiders. That was really cool. Eight-legged freaks. Mando almost gets arrested by X-Wing pilot Appa from Kim's Convenience, yeah. but they let him go. In the heiress, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, Din Djarin gets the frog lady safely back to her husband, who tells him where he can find the Mandalorian. Some calamari men try to kill Mando, but three Mandalorian, Bo-Katan, Koska Reeves, played by Sasha Banks, yes. and a dude who never shows up again, saves him. They are Mandalorian, but don't follow the ancient way of Mandalore and remove their helmets. Bo-Katan reveals that she is searching for the Dark Saber, an old Mandalorian relic that was stolen from her. They get attacked by Moff Gideon's men. Din Djarin, Bo-Katan, etc. defeat them and try to get the captain to reveal the location of the Dark Saber, but he kills himself. Bo-Katan tells Din Djarin to go to Kaladun, where he will find... Kaladin? Kaladin, <laughs> where he will find a Jedi called Ahsoka. In the siege, directed by Carl Weathers, Din Djarin and the child go back to Navarro to make some repairs and see their old friends. Friends! Friends! Grief Karga and Cara Dune. In exchange for the repairs, Mando agrees to help them out on... Uh, help out take out an imperial base the base has a load of stormtroopers who they take out and uncover scientists with vats of cloned bodies oh is mm. it snow is, is it snow is it the emperor there's who so many is it? there's so many different avenues you could obviously it looks like snoke but it could be it's this all is, kind of blurry so for, we don't quite know for anyone who's like ah oh, how did the emperor come back to this could be it this could be right? it. i don't know in a recording, they hear Dr. Pershing talk about using the child's blood, which has high M counts. Don't say midichlorians. Midichlorians! In test subjects. <laughs> Mando and friends blow up the base. Dinjarin now sets off for Corvus to find Ahsoka Tano. Meanwhile, Moff Gideon has been informed that a tracking beacon has been placed on Mando's ship, the Razor Crest. In The Jedi, directed by showrunner Dave Filoni, Din Djarin arrives at Kaladin and is taken to Magistrate Elsbeth, who offers a Beskar spear in exchange for killing Jedi Ahsoka Tano. Djarin finds Ahsoka and tells her that Bo-Katan sent them. Using the Force, Ahsoka communicates with the child, and we learn that his name is Grogu, what? and that he was raised at a Jedi temple on Coruscant. Mando offers to... to take out Elspeth in return for training of Grogu. They take out the bad guys and Ahsoka face forces Elspeth to tell her where Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Ahsoka refuses to train Grogu because she's worried of the power that he might have and she's seen good Jedi's turn before <coughs> Anakin. So, yeah, I absolutely thought this episode, like, just blew me away. I mean, I loved everything before, and obviously there's so many comparisons to, like, westerns or old, like, samurai movies even. Like, that's where Star Wars gets its vibe from. But here, like, when you finally meet a Jedi, and I know this character, Ahsoka, from... I, I've seen some of the cartoons, younger half-brothers and stuff, but to see 
a character come alive for the first time, I thought she looked exactly like the cartoon, like exactly, like yeah. on point here. Uh, I know Rosario, Rosario Dawson almost fucked it up there. <laughs> Goes ass to mouth in Clerks too, but here she kicks ass. I fucking loved her in this, and she she does the Star Wars thing where it's like, well, hey, uh, Grogu has affection for you, so he can't do, he can't be a Jedi, and he's like. Okay, well, fuck. Love Which, leads to hate. Yeah. Hate leads to anger. Anger leads to... I know to what it leads to. Murdering children. <laughs> oh, please don't talk about murdering children. Please don't. <laughs> Ahsoka refuses to train Grogu, but tells him to take him to a Jedi temple on Tython, where he will be able to call out to other Jedi through the Force. In the tragedy directed by Robert Rodriguez, Din Djarin finds the ancient temple on Tython and places Grogu at the centre to call out to other Jedi. Boba Fett and Fennec Shand arrive to get Boba's armour back. Mando says he will give it back if they help protect Grogu. Stormtroopers then arrive and there's a big fight. Boba takes them all out, but Moff Gideon arrives with dark troopers, blows up the Razor Crest and kidnaps the child. Mando goes back to Cara Dune to ask for help breaking out Miggs Mayfeld, Bilba, so that he can help <laughs> them track down Gideon and rescue Grogu. So Boba Fett is alive. The armor that we had in that first episode that you mentioned, it was his. And like, that's a whole thing. He, we thought he died in the was Sarlacc pit or something mm. like that. But he's alive. He's got he's fucked up because this takes place a few years after that. So like, there's a big like reveal it's that this five years after. I yeah. So he's back and he's he's wants his gear back and he's he looks pretty bad. It's the actor from the prequel movies. It is. Yeah. And we actually saw. Um, we now realize we saw him in season one because he was the one that saved Fennec Shand. Um, got you. Who I. I, I'm going to have to look up her name. Um, but I think she's the first person ever to be a Disney princess, a Marvel superhero, and a Star Wars character. Oh, okay. Um, Crazy. Yeah, uh, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, but I, I, I like this episode because uh, it it ends with the the baddies stealing baby Yoda and I got genuinely heated. I got so upset. This is like your Empire Strikes Back yeah, of, the, of yeah. the season. I got I got upset. Like it, it was like tugging on the heartstrings for sure cuz like you follow this show every episode he's with the baby and then the bad guy finally just dips off with the baby. You're like, "Uh, what the fuck? It's still a baby." Yoda or not, it's still a baby, and I was upset. Ming-Na Wen, sorry, is the yeah. name. I, I like to give names. In The Believer, directed by Rick Farmu-Yiwa, Cara Duna and Din Djarin take Mix Mayfield into custody to help them acquire the coordinates to Moff Gideon. Mayfield and Jaren disguise themselves as troopers to infiltrate an Imperial base to get the coordinates. On their way, they are attacked by pirates and are the only troopers able to survive. It's a very kind of Indiana Jones oh, yeah. chase sequence. Like it's awesome. Instead of a train in a Western, it's like a moving cargo thing with Bill Burr driving. Bill Burr, by the way, my favorite comedian right now. And to see him in this show, and I watched so many interviews of him talking about Star Wars because he used to shit on Star Wars. And then Favreau at a party was like, hey, I wrote this part for you. And now he's a Star Wars character. I, I want to see his planet. I want to now go to the planet Boston. of Boston, where everyone sounds like Bill Burr. Like me and Bill Burr. They just fucking love sports. <laughs> I will say, it's so strange. I loved him in King of Staten Island. I yeah. think Bill Burr is a fantastic actor, I as do. well as his stand-up specials are on point for me. But this episode 
just meshed things I love put together. It was like this, yeah, Indiana Jones, Bill Burr, and then like action sequences with these weird alien pirates. Like, I don't know what what it was, but I fucking loved it. At the base, Din Djarin has to remove his helmet for a facial scan to get the coordinates. And this, I whenever he takes his helmet off, I'm reminded of that kind of Mad Max episode of Rick and Morty where Summer... Uh, like has the relationship with the guy in the helmet yeah. kind of like a Mando helmet <laughs> he takes it off and he's got a blonde mustache and she's like huh just it's not that I don't like it I just why would you have a mustache if you're always wearing a helmet true um, I find it pretty funny Mayfeld's former commanding officer Valen Hess takes them for a drink to congratulate them on being the only troopers to complete the mission Hess then disregards the deaths of all the Imperial troopers and civilians, which upsets Mayfeld, who lost a lot of friends in those uh, in those wars. So Mayfeld kills him, causing a big fight scene. Fennec and Duna help them escape, and they set Mayfeld free. Din Djarin then sends a threatening message to Moff Gideon, saying that he will get Grogu back. This is the the final babyface promo going into WrestleMania, isn't it? This was fantastic. So, like, earlier in the season, Moff Gideon, or was it last season? No, it's this season, where he cuts the same promo. Yeah. So Mando now sends him a message. It reminds me of Liam Neeson and Take It. Yeah. It's like, you have something I want, and I'm going to take it from you. Uh, this was great. I, I love this him kind of returning the favor and like Gideon's kind of like a little spooked by it he's like oh shit okay maybe in the rescue season finale directed by Peyton Reed Din Djarin and Cara Dune abduct Dr. Pershing and get the band back together by having Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks join them to rescue Grogu okay. and get the dark saber uh, Sasha Banks hitting a tornado DDT oh, on yeah. Boba Fett uh, and then has to fight Carmella in the same week I mean, we talk about Kenny being all over the place. Sasha Banks hits a tornado DDT on Boba Fett. She can put that on her resume. Oh, absolutely. Above women's No one else can say that. I had a tornado DDT on Boba Fett once. That's No one else can say that. And there's like V-triggers and shit. Like there's knee lifts. There's some wrestling moves going on here. Sasha Banks is great. She's fantastic. Mando and friends infiltrate the ship where they fight off stormtroopers on the bridge. They track down Moff Gideon, who is threatening to kill Grogu. Gideon offers to give Grogu up if he is able to leave the ship safely, but tries to attack Mandalorian from behind. Din Djarin overpowers him using the Beskar spear and is now the owner of the Dark Saber. He tries to give the Dark Saber to Bo-Katan, but it is revealed that you can only win the Dark Saber in battle. It is the Elder Wand of Star Wars. The Dark Troopers attempt to break in, but we see a familiar X-Wing show up. On the video screen, like the surveillance screen, we see a hooded Jedi with a green lightsaber effortlessly take out all the dark troopers. The door opens. It's Luke fucking Skywalker. Holy shit. A terrified Moff Gideon grabs his pistol, tries to kill himself, but is disarmed and taken prisoner. Grogu seems reluctant to go with Luke. But Din Djarin gives him permission. Takes his helmet off. Removing his helmet. They have a very emotional goodbye. I cry. It's very sad. And we watch as Grogu leaves with Luke and R2-D2. Post-credits. Fett and Fennec invade Jabba's palace and kill the leader of Jabba's crime business, Bib Fortuna. 
Vet then takes control over Jabba's crime business, claiming Jabba's throne, and it is announced in December 2021, we will see the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Like I said, this finale, this episode was just a whole movie. I mean, it's probably like 44 minutes or something, but it felt like just a mini movie here. It was action-packed. It had the good guys infiltrating the evil Empire ship, classic Star Wars. It reminds me of A New Hope almost in a weird way because it's them on enemy territory mm. Taking out all the people, trying to get Baby Yoda. He fights the the, the storm, the dark troopers, right? The dark robots, troopers. yeah. And then meets Gideon, who's got the dark saber, and somehow he he now possesses that. So there's a whole different avenue with this whole weapon of the dark saber. But Luke Skywalker showing up again. This is what I I, I love the fact that the dark troopers show up and they're beating down the door, giving me like Terminator vibes. Oh almost. yeah, yeah, just pounding. Yeah, and then. The X-Wing shows up, and as a Star Wars fan, you knew. Right mm. away, you're like, oh shit, we know who who just one rogue like X-Wing, it's got to be Luke. And then you see the guy come out in the dark robe, and you're like, okay, it's Luke. And then you see him fucking people up with a green saber, you know it's Luke. But you see the hand at one mm. point, and you're like, oh fuck it. Like, you got like goosebumps here. Uh, just crazy. And the guy who does like the music for this, Ludwig uh, Goransson, he is... Um, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover's producer. Okay. Like he makes all like his beats and, and he's a fantastic producer. He did the main theme for this, Mandalorian, and then he did this theme here when Luke is coming in. Like this perfect scene of them watching on the monitor mm. when Luke shows up is like one of the best, again, best fan services ever. This to me was Darth Vader arriving in Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. It, it was like the same face version of yeah. that. Um, it gave me chills. I think. I love Rogue One, um, and I think that is one of the best, best moments in recent Star Wars yeah. history. When Vader shows when up. When Vader shows up, and you absolutely got that here. Um, you mentioned about this felt like a 44-minute movie. Um, something I love, and I think it's something you, you're allowed to do now with these streaming services. You're not tied to a length of each episode. Yeah. It's not standard TV shows, if it's... An hour with commercials, they're 41 minutes, 42 minutes long. Yep. And that means sometimes you have episodes where you feel too much is cut. Other episodes you have just padding, like trying to pad out the story. I love how some episodes are 30 minutes, other episodes are 55, because I never feel there's any filler, but I always feel like, I'm like, oh, well, they kind of glossed over that. They're not doing, hey guys, the M. Emperor's alive. <laughs> they're not doing that. They're yeah. they're telling you exactly the story that needs to be told, um, and I think it's definitely for the betterment of the series. So, what happens with Baby Yoda, Grogu? Does Luke? So Luke says, "Hey, he. I'm going to train him, but he. You know, he has to make the choice." And Baby Yoda, Grogu here does make this choice that like you know I'm not gonna stick to you being my friend I'm gonna go train and does Luke bring him to the temple and ends up being slayed by Ben Solo is does Luke put Grogu into hiding and then flash forward we get the new series of movies with Grogu as more of a a grown up because that's where I feel like they're going they're aiming towards in towards like a Yoda Grogu character being a main focus in like a movie I yeah I can't see them Killing him off. You can't kill but younglings. They do have, I'm trying to remember which, because they've announced a bunch of series. So many shows. One of them, I think it might be Rogue Squadron, 
um, is going to be set after the events of Rise of Skywalker. Okay, interesting. So we're, we're clearly, I, I don't see like Grogu being involved with necessarily that, but the fact that they've announced things that are going to be set in the in the future ahead of Rise, yeah, um, I definitely think Grogu will be a character that gets hidden away in a cave. I think it's like Luke Skywalker, and basically. Obi-Wan Kenobi had to separate Anakin and, mm. uh, sorry, Luke and Leia, Leia. And then Luke was just put in some island, some planet for, until it was time. I think, I guess that's what's going to happen because you can't just say Ben Solo kills him. You can't just say Kylo kills him. That's really anticlimactic of all this, these events here. It's just like, oh, okay. We need to get that series of Grogu and Broom Boy. Gro- I thought you were going to say Grogu and Groot because that's what it kind of <laughs> seems like. <laughs> Grogu and Broom Boy. Uh, I feel like, yeah, true. I feel like there's there's definitely an avenue where they just open that back up, like fast forward a bunch of time, or maybe because I don't see Grogu being in the next season of Mandalorian, which is going to take place in a little while. I don't. Which you know what? I'd I'd be really surprised if they don't bring him back, but I'd actually be really um, I'd feel respected if they don't bring him back. I, I love the char- I love the character, but. This is a Disney property and you've got a merch juggernaut with Grogu here. And for them to respect the story and be like, no, he's off doing his own thing. We're not going to see him for a while. Um, I'd really respect that. I walked by a a store. We lived by a GameStop and they had uh, some stuff in the window because you can only window shop Mm. now. And it was like a small baby Yoda toy. Mm. Small, like really tiny. $80. Yeah. I was like, oh, Oh, it's crazy. I I know so many people that have it. Yeah. Um, do you think, um, I personally think Snoke was made out of his blood, Grogu's blood. Right. Yeah. Um, would that be something if we do see Grogu down the line a bit more grown up, is that something that could play on him that he essentially, his blood kind of caused the rise of the first order. Yeah. That could could be a weight that could play on Ah, him. I want to just see him do Jedi things. I want to see him Luke tra- Luke's going to train him before Luke, you know, goes on and dies and stuff. I just hope it's not Kylo Ren that kills him. I kind of hope that's not where they go and I don't think that's where I they're d- going. I don't I mean I, I've already I, I've always said this with both Kylo and Darth Vader. It's they have their redemption, but you go you yeah, but you kids. did you did you did kill kids. You killed kids. Especially if it was you killed Baby Yoda, you killed Grogu. You kill Baby Yoda. There's no coming it's, back from it. Sorry, but yeah. like Ray, what you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I just want to live in a world where we have a series based on Grogu and Mace Windu as a team, as like a bad cop, good cop, mm. and they, they kick ass. Well, I mean, there's still, we still don't know who it was that saved Grogu from the, from, what is it, Order 66? Okay. Because we assume he was at, probably at the temple training with the kids, no? I mean, he's a baby, though. I don't know. I don't know. There's there's av- different avenues. No, that- he's he's fifty. Like he's right. He's, he's fifty, but he's a baby. Yeah, yeah. Yoda time. Yoda yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, another thing we didn't mention is the the uh, McClunky. McClunky. <laughs> yes, it was back. <laughs> McClunky is back, and it was great. Uh, we might mention it again in a few minutes. This is Bib Fortuna, right? He, <laughs> yeah. He just yelled McClunky, McClunky. as he's shot. <laughs> um, so funny. Uh, but overall, like, 
I, again, I waited a few weeks to kind of jump in and marathon it. And then I was watching religiously every Friday when it dropped, but I got sucked back into this and it was definitely the, the two Jedi episodes that re- I, I actually the whole, the whole season, because it definitely mixed star Wars characters and star Wars classic moments and stuff mixed with like this Western Indiana Jones type vibe that I really enjoyed watching. What do you think we'll be getting in the book of Boba Fett? Do you think this will be a mix of kind of flashbacks, seeing what he did to get out of that Sarlacc pit and where he's been the last five years? Do you think it Hmm. is just from this moment with him claiming Jabba's throne onwards? Yeah, it's in the same timeline. Yeah, maybe. I will say the the announcements of all these these like stories and shows is is a little like oversaturating. I'm like, okay, how am I gonna how are you gonna produce all these things and make them so different and kind of stand out? Because like I can't say I care. Ab- you've already you've established like the the Boba Fett's been like this cool character for years in Star Wars. It's mainly because the mask, and then you created a show basically jacking his his steez, his vibe with the mask. Mm. And now you're saying that that guy also gets a show. So I'm like, okay, well... I, I kind of have faith because I do it's too. the I same do people. And I think we're not talking about like 24 episode seasons here. It's it's eight episodes of about 30, 40 minutes. They, everyone is left wanting more. Yeah. Um, I can see them doing kind of like the CW does with their DC universe where you have your individual stories and then you can have a crossover yeah. event um because it's in mandalorian slot so is this going to be instead of season three next year is season three well delayed as- yeah season three will be pushed back because it seems like they're go- they're already doing boba fett and that's mm. coming out in a year's time but all these other shows like yeah how are they gonna like make it make it stand out because the thing with like superheroes there's so many different superhero shows so they're gonna make it like star wars with a lot of people will not like one show and you know like there's, I, I can say, like, it's going to be a lot to, to take in. Uh, yeah, but I enjoyed I, I this think, show a lot, though. I think how quickly we've seen this season. Yeah, right? it's fast. It's, it's two months, and then you'll be waiting three or four months to get another eight episodes. I'm excited for Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I, I'm kind of... As much as the stuff with the Jedi is cool, I do want to see more stuff outside that. Like, yeah. th- this Rogue Squadron series actually kind of intrigues me, as it... It feels like it's going to be more like Top Gun, Top Gun in space, <laughs> you know? And like as much as we love the Skywalkers and that story, we're talking about a whole universe. We see all these different planets with different things going on. And when when we first started The Mandalorian, they didn't even know what Jedi were. Right. You know? Um, Ahsoka has a show. She does, right? yeah. That'll be cool. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued. The, is the Obi-Wan next? That's I think the first so, one yeah. coming out. I'm I'm very excited about that. I'm looking forward to seeing Mace Windu. Uh, just uh, Hayden Christensen again. Yeah. Um, Redemption. I, I hope the writing on this show is so so much better. Yeah. Um, I I'd like to see him get a another shot at this. I imagine we'll see him kind of. They'll be taking that the kind of force timing they were doing between Ray and Ben in the last films. I think we'll be seeing that with Obi-Wan and Anakin a lot. Okay. Cause I can't see them bringing back Anakin just to like, sorry, Hayden Christensen, just have him dressed as Darth Vader with uh, James Earl Jones voice the whole time. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. They'll so, do like some, maybe more of a story where it's him transforming into Vader or something they go into, right? Like half, half and half or something like that. But uh, 
Yeah, I'm interested in seeing that. I, I like uh, Ewan McGregor, so I think yeah. he'll deliver in that show. But uh, there's a lot of Star Wars in the next few years. We'll be talking about it, I'm sure, for, for years to come. Quickly, who's your favorite character from this season? Does Luke Skywalker count? Sure! <laughs> no, uh... Uh, I will say, I, I, I have seen Ahsoka in some of the cartoons and stuff, but seeing her kind of like whoop ass with the d- dual lightsabers, just like the visual was really cool. Um, but I also, I I kind of grew more on the, the main character, like the Mandalorian. I feel like the mask is something he'll be taking off more often, and I feel like it's showing more well, depth. That's than- another thing we didn't really get into, is how it seems like he's losing his faith right really well he's um, got a dark saber now he's, he's you know, got the dark ass. saber um hit the fact he in those last two episodes removed his helmet by yeah. choice twice um it seems like he's losing his faith and i think you'll be coming away with him having that mask off a bit more permanently mask i thought he was fantastic the way he could emote and be a strong leading character for most of the film whilst uh, sorry most of the show whilst wearing a mask yeah is a real credit to Pedro I was, Pascal. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I kept... You keep, like, liking all the side characters and Frog Lady and stuff. But then he's, like, pretty... He, he gets better to me. He improves even more and more. So, yeah, I, I'd probably just say him because I really enjoy... I, I don't know him from other things. I've not watched Game of Thrones. Mm. So, I just... I pretty... Even if it's just his voice and sometimes, he's really good at, like giving out what he's feeling i, I yeah. agree i agree uh yeah out of all of them i i will say the last episode i guess because like you just feel all these different emotions as a star wars fan with the obvious luke skywalker showing up but i really enjoyed this season and i can't wait to see where they go from here i i have full faith in them now yeah. I, i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch every show until until they start dumping it all at the same time which then i'm it might be a bit overwhelming but I'm cool with a bit of Star Wars every couple of months. Yeah. If it's as good as this. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I guess that's all the Star Wars we have to talk about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I've got something here, actually. What? Um, yeah. One sec. What is it? One sec. What is uh, that? All right. Um, I know how much you enjoyed our show last Christmas Day. Um, what? So I, I thought I'd I'd get you another little little something here oh um i think you're gonna fucking love it to be honest what is it well we'll open it up and have a look have a look happy life day happy life day happy life day brayden oh son of a mud scuffer (laughs) what is this wait a second star wars lego holiday special yeah oh god oh no i knew you wanted more lumpy (laughs) it's beautiful what is this well Imagine that wonderful film last year. Life Day, Star Wars, Masturbating Wookiees, all of that. Lumpy. Lumpy, itch, mumps, whatever the other one is called. Oh, I know about those. But what about it played by Lego? What? Yeah. Wow. Star Wars, Lego, holiday special. Oh, yes. Ho, ho, ho. (sighs) I wish I had the high ground. Uh, Star Wars Lego Holiday Special, Disney Plus, 2020. I guess I have to talk about the Star Wars Holiday Special once again. Yes, released exactly 42 years after the CBS Classic. I guess if you're listening to this, much like ourselves, we woke up celebrating Christmas and any holidays you're celebrating. I wasn't expecting to celebrate Life Day. 
every day's life day in the BDE. Come on, Brayden. <laughs> it's true. It is true. We start with Yoda. Not Baby Yoda. Yoda. In Lego. Everything is in Lego. Where's Wei Ting? Uh, the Sith are gone. The Emperor's gone. The New Order's gone. Uh, the New Order? First Order. First Order. No, New Order. Oh, I like New Order. Um, the band. They're also gone. Everyone's gone and everyone's in peace. The galaxy can rest. And we see Life Day can once again be celebrated. So, all this time they haven't been able to celebrate Life Day I mean, because yeah. of the First Order. That's, that's some kind of uh, Chronicles of Narnia, the, the wow. witch there. Like, always winter and never Christmas. Then they haven't been able to celebrate Life Day. No, but Life Day is a holiday built on friendship and family connection. Absolutely. That's what it's about. And we go into Life Day, current day, with Ray and Finn training what seems to be a Millennium Falcon of some sorts. Yeah, so this is set after Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And the, this is kind of the first on-screen confirmation that um, Finn Finn's, is Force-sensitive, yes, right? Because a, yeah. they, the, the story is they wrote that line in... Rise of Skywalker, that was the thing he wanted to tell Rey, and everyone thought, oh, is he going to tell her he loves her or whatever? And JJ was like, no, he was going to tell her he's Force-sensitive, but we decided to cut it among, like, the Emperor (laughs) just returning. (laughs) Cut that as well. Um, So here he is training with a lightsaber. Yeah, with with Rey's yellow lightsaber. Finn's training with a lightsaber, Rey is training him, just like ben kenobi training luke skywalker in a new hope with the shield thing on the eyes and everything uh but the rest of the crew show up it's poe in a great christmas sweater everyone's showing up all the the regular crew oh poe's sweater is fantastic yeah he's got bb8 on it i kind of want this sweater (laughs) and bb8's there too the crew want to throw a party later tonight for life day a whole gathering with everyone coming and ray is like yep yep we gotta focus on uh on, on on the training though and, and Finn is like you know like whoa give it a break let's, let's take a day it's life day like we don't need to train today yeah Ray's a bit of a nerd she's yeah. got her her Jedi texts that she's been yeah. reading through Studying. and she's trying to get Finn Bookworm all Ray. trained up and he's probably like yo we defeated the first order We've done it's everything. life day can we chill and poor Poe seems very stressed, doesn't he? He's throwing he, the party. He's the he's, host. He's the host. He's yeah. cooking Christmas dinner. The the tip yip. The tip yip, which yeah. is turkey, essentially. And Dorian chicken turkey. Are yeah. we going to have to talk about Wookiee food and shit again? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Of course. Okay. It's Star Wars. So Ray has like some sort of text thing that and, and vision that she needs to go to somewhere to find this. Something is there. And she senses it. So... She wants to go to, is it Redoku? So, Sudoku? Sudoku. <laughs> she wants to go play Ko- Sudoku. Kodoku, I had. And they don't want her to go. They're like, whoa, it's life day. Go tomorrow. And she's like, no, guys, I have to do this. And, uh, like, I want to make the party. So let me go and, I'll, and I'll, I won't miss the party. I'll be back in time. And they're talking about how it's about life day and not tip yip. It's about family. Uh, but she does it anyway. She gets in the, the X-Wing and she gets with BB-8 and she flies off. She says, I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll make it. She's like, it's like when someone's working, you're working Christmas Eve? No, no, no. I got, I'll be back. I got yeah. over. She got Jedi things to do. So she goes to Sudoku. <laughs> Redoku, I think. Kodoku. I, Kodoku. I've got who, who, Too many. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, and there's a, this wall of ancient Jedi history and these ancient crystals. And she sees one and uses the Force. And it awakens some sort of 
cross-universe, cyber, future, time-sensitive vortex, a force gateway, which then she falls into with BB-8. And when she lands, her Lego hair falls off. Uh, yes, I, they, I quite like that little, little There's thing. so many little jokes that through this thing but that are made out of Lego, like things falling and moving. But the, BB-8 and Ray wake up in Dagobah. And they see Yoda training Luke. So now she realizes she's going back in time through different eras of Star Wars. Yeah, different films. Yeah, different yeah. movies we go through. And she sees Luke and Yoda and uh, do, there is no do, there is no try, all that stuff. Do Sorry. or do not, yeah. there is no try. Uh, lifting the X-Wing and all that stuff. So she goes, she's like, whoa, this is awesome. Flies through the vortex and then lands in episode one. And we see Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. And you just see them talking, sitting down on some sort of trade uh, ship. And Obi-Wan goes, who cares about a trade dispute? I want to get to the action. <laughs> and Qui-Gon's like, yes, yes, that'll come. And then the smoke comes from the, the evil guys. So then they're like, yes, this is more like it. So they're like, whoa, Ray goes through the other portal. And now she sees Obi-Wan and Anakin from either like Clone Wars 2, two I think. And it's Obi-Wan being like, Anakin, you got to focus when we meet Padme. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm focused. But he's got flowers and trying to hide them. (laughs) They're in an elevator and Ray is just like (laughs) creeping on him. And then he turns around and goes, hello there. (laughs) She goes to A New Hope and we see Han Solo at one point saving the day, destroying the Death Star, all that stuff with Luke. And then meanwhile... This was quite funny as well because she's in the... um, in the, what is it, TIE Fighter, X-Wing? Yeah. Um, with Luke, as Obi-Wan Kenobi is trying to kind of force speak to Luke, going, right. use the force, Luke. But now Ray is in there and is disrupting everything. Oh. And Obi-Wan's voice is like, <coughs> use the force, Luke. <laughs> Please use the force. Destroy Please. The- <laughs> so... Uh, Poe back home is causing fires, trying to cu- cook the kip yip yip kip yip. Yeah, uh, Poe reminding me of you <laughs> back in hey, the day, hey. <laughs> causing house fires. Um, did uh, w- what do you think uh, him and Rose's relationship was here? Oh yeah, true. They, Rose is here. Rose looks like she's clinging on to someone else now. Rose just moved on to Poe. Yeah, and again, I don't think Poe's. Interesting. Oh man, I love Rose. Rose. I love Rose. Rose is fine. Um, I love. I think Rose got unnecessary hate in um, the Last Jedi from fans. Um, What's interesting is of all the actors who are lending their voice to this film. Yeah, Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran is voicing Rose. She's one of the only original actors to actually be lending in this movie. In this movie. C-3PO too, I think. C-3PO and Lando. Wow. Um, Everyone else is someone kind of imitating their voice. Rose has about three lines still in this film, and it's about two more than she had in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. uh, Poor Rose. Justice for Rose. Justice for Rose. Have I mentioned I like Rose? You have, yeah. I like Rose. I like the actor who plays Rose. Yeah. Big fan. I think she was uh, treated poorly. She was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the casino scene sucked. Doesn't mean she sucks. You yeah, know? It was for sure. what was the scene. Uh, in Last Jedi, of course. Uh, which is obviously my favorite Star Wars movie ever. Yeah. According it's, to our chat group. It is, yeah. Day or your, Twitter. your favorite one. So, uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Rose is now going through... Uh, sorry, not Rose. Ray is going through the thing, and they go to... Some other movie, which we assume is Return of the Jedi, where we see the Emperor 
and Vader. That's right, the baddies. And they're on the Death Star 2. And Vader's like, hey, you know, the Death Star 2 kind of feels derivative. We need, like, a better name. And he's like, what, you have a better name for it? The Emperor's voice is really, like, like classic bad guy. Ah, what, it's, yeah. it's not like the yeah. Emperor at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like some kind of <laughs> cartoon so mob boss or he's something. It's really funny. And he's like... What do you what do you have in mind? And Darth Vader proposes they change the name to Star Killer Base. And Emperor's like, ah, don't really. Sorry, no. that's lame. But that isn't sucks. that go on to be like? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's Life Day, says Vader, and I got you something, and gives the Emperor best Emperor of the Galaxy mug. Yes. And Emperor doesn't like it. He's like. Phew. Who cares about this? It's like, I'm the only emperor. Of course I'm the best emperor. I'm the only emperor in the galaxy. So Fuck you, Darth. While Ray's watching this, uh, they notice that there's someone watching them. And she goes back into the portal. But before the portal closes, the emperor goes, huh, uh, I feel like I should do something here. He senses something. So he pushes Vader into it. And now Vader has been thrown into this time warp universe. And he shows up with a lightsaber to confront Ray. And it's almost like Ray and Vader going at it for a little bit here. Talk about Star Wars fantasy dream matches. This whole thing does this, I would say. You cross over like different things. You would you don't get to see people fight. Uh, we see the Wookiees back at home. Lumpy. Uh, yeah, I, I do have their names now. We <laughs> yeah, talked in detail lumpy. about them Fuck. last year. Yeah, of course. Um, it's Mala, Lumpy, and Itch. Wow. Isn't Mala where we just got our coffee from? Ma- yeah. It is actually. Yeah. Malo. 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 Maybe that's a Wookiee. Malo, Lumpy, and Itch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Wookiees are showing up, and you know, it's like when your relatives show up, extended relatives show up to your, your Christmas party here. Mm-hmm. That's what the Wookiees are. There's a lot of them. Um, hopefully, they don't let the grandpa watch TV again or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. No mention of no that. No VR. <laughs> Hide the VR headsets. Uh,. We see Vader and Rey, they, they're going at it, and he realizes that she's a Jedi, so they fly through different universes now, and they're on Hoth, episode two, Empire Strikes Back, and there's two Darth Vaders at once. First, they don't believe, they don't know who what to do, but they realize they're the same person. So it's Vader versus Vader. So there's, there's this bit, all the stormtroopers run in, but then they go a different way, and Vader's like, where are you going? And then see they've gone to this other Vader, and... They're, they're like, no, you're not Vader, this is Vader. So he force chokes one of them, just lifts him up, kills him. And they're like, huh, all right, Vader. sure looks like Vader. Yeah, definitely. I like the, the, the funniness of how they fight each other first and then they become like two Vaders. It's almost like Back to the Future vibes here too because if one Vader goes back, now there's two in that timeline that like can fuck up everything in the story of Star Wars. This is basically what Rey is kind of realizing now. Yeah. So two Vaders... After they fight, impressive, most impressive. Uh, they go after her, but then she fly, Ray flies through another one, and we see Anakin and Obi Wan again. And it's it's episode three now, where they're fighting on the the lava. Mustafa, yeah, Mustafa, and they're on that that epic fight scene, and you hear Obi Wan. Uh, fear leads to hate, and hate leads to, and Anakin cuts him off. I know what it leads to. I <laughs> biggest pop of the show. <laughs> yeah, I felt they missed a trick though. Here, what, what would it have because been? Anakin starts by going, "I hate you, Obi Wan," <laughs> and and Obi Wan goes, "Be careful, Anakin. <laughs> Anger leads to hate." And I felt he should have been, "Yeah, I just told you, I hate you." <laughs> I know what it leads to. <laughs> this still is rather funny. This, this was so funny. It's because it's like we know the, tr- the line. Ooh, the no, lines, yeah. yeah. 
so we see that, and Ray's like, I'm getting out of here. So she's being chased by Vader through time warps. She goes through another one, and she ends up in the Mandalorian. Yeah. She's now with Mando and Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda's just watching Ray and Vader fight in midair, and he just like doing Baby Yoda sounds, Grogu sounds. They both look, and they just stop fighting, because they're like, oh, like, Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. Wouldn't they be like, whoa, what the fuck is that? A baby Yoda? Just too cute. Yeah. It's too cute to even think of that. <laughs> so then they fly to episode one. They're pod racing. They go through the Clone Wars. Uh, they're going through everything. And then they get to Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, we see all see, like the ships. After all this time, you still get the name wrong, don't you? Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. What did I say? You're like, the rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> I think it's Rise of Skywalker. It's rise of Skywalker. Okay. All right. We go to the New Hope, and you know what else you get to see in this Lego Star Wars special? Luke Skywalker drinking a carton of blue milk. Blue milk. <laughs> we got it. And you immediately turned it turned off, it and off. you're like, fuck this. I, I could buy everything but colored milk. I turned it off. No, I'm done. I don't know what happens. I done. turned it off. Uh, I they, they, they celebrate life day. It's all good. <laughs> the universes continuously meet up, and now there's this whole thing where Ray and Vader pulled everyone into the thing. So imagine everyone in any timeline, so multiple Han Solos, multiple whatever, old Han Solo, all, young, everyone against the evil guys. So all the Sith, you see Darth Maul, he's cut in half. He's still trying to fight people. <laughs> There's a great line with the, um, you know, the stormtroopers who are on bikes. Yeah. Like the hover bike yeah. things. And they kind of say the same thing at the same time. And they're like, ah, oh, Feels like we're the same person. Uh, like, well, you are. You're clones. clones. <laughs> so we see everyone trying to fight everyone, and Vader ends up taking this key to the portal and disappears. So Ray is like, "Oh crap! Like I ruined everything. Worst life day ever," she says. And then we see Vader giving the Emperor the key. And he's like, well, who cares about going into the past? I want to see the future. So the Emperor wants to, to, to go 40 years into the future. And when he does, he walks into a Lego shirtless Kylo Ren. <laughs> I, I'm so glad they did this. This is probably this the best part. This really yeah, made me this laugh. This probably like, was the best just, part. He had to be topless for it, didn't <laughs> Of course. He? Yeah, there's no other way. And they show up and they see like Kylo shirtless and then like his assistant who is like, uh, Kylo, we prepared the shirts. I mean, ships. Uh, the, <laughs> and he's tripping up because he's just shirtless. And then the Emperor and Vader get caught by Kylo, and he's like, whoa, it's Grandpa. Grandpa? It's a life day miracle. Can you please put a shirt on? And then Kylo <laughs> basically fills them in on all the history of what's going on. And he's like, huh. So Vader turns on me. Everyone is successful and then years later i randomly show up and then get destroyed again huh hmm well do you have a lightsaber too and kylo's like yeah and shows him his cool lightsaber he's like oh this one's even cooler than this yeah and you see darth vader just stood there like oh, well. just like, got his lame just his OG, yeah. red lightsaber he's like oh kylo yours has a little cool little cross on it's it like, like crackly yeah it's cool and he's like you got a mask too and then kylo pulls out his mask and he's like yeah but it's broken so the emperor fixes it for him like the rise of skywalker version and then he goes, huh. Again, like, is that canon now? Yeah. Like, his mask was made by the Emperor. <laughs> and he goes, hey, uh, by any chance, would you ever betray your master? Because it shows D Vader throwing him down the shaft. And then it fla Kylo's like, no. And then it flashbacks to so, him. <laughs> so it goes, would you ever betray your master 
and like throw him down a reactor shaft. You see him killing Snoke. And he's like, reactor, reactor shaft? shaft? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so he puts the mask on and he's like, you, you're my new assistant, you know, Sith assistant. And Vader's like, oh, nice mask. Real original. <laughs> so Chewbacca and the family are there. They're worried about Rey. It's the same premise where they're waiting for someone to come home, like yeah. in that Christmas special. Fuck. Uh, and there's a, some joke about Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like, I think this is going to be as disastrous as like, Jar Jar Binks at Acceptance the speech or council <laughs> or whatever. Uh, Max Rebo is there to kind of provide entertainment, DJ and stuff, but his mates aren't there with him. Um <laughs> The, this bit made Lando made, shows up. Lando shows up. Uh, and Greedo shows up. Jawas, and then Greedo shows up, and as he enters, he goes McClunky, <laughs> which was the Disney yeah. Plus edition. I lost it. of all the things George Lucas was like. Fuck. There, there's one. There's just one thing that's not quite right with A New Hope. Greedo has to yell out something. McClunky. He has to yell out McClunky before dying. I actually lost it at this point. Yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous. Uh, Zori shows up as well. They're all doing karaoke and singing along to Christmas tunes and Finn's vibing. They're all vibing. There's another like classic Star Wars line. Uh, General uh, Akbar gets given a present <laughs> yeah. and he's going, please be a cape, please be a cape, please be a cape. He opens it up and it's like some sort of cape and he goes, oh, it's a wrap! <laughs> Oh, Akbar. Uh, meanwhile, they're all vibing and having fun, waiting for Rey to show up for the Life Day celebration. The Emperor is trying to rewrite Star Wars history as Rey and Yoda now, uh, there's some sort of like connection between them. And she, as a ghost, she's like, I've, I've fucked it all up. I'm the worst Jedi ever. I've officially, we saved the day twice and I've now rewrote that. Like, I've ruined it, everything. It's done. We're done. Good guys are done. And Ghost Yoda's like, look... This is like the season. It's kind of doing the, the like Scrooge, Ghost of Christmas Present, Ghost of Christmas Past, okay. all that stuff. Definitely throughout the whole thing now, especially with Yoda trying to be the present ghost. And we have like a, a side Luke that meets up with other Lukes throughout and basically like, hey, you've had the power all along. Like your power was your friends and your family. That's where you get your spirit and your like life day and everything. And they kind of teach her the lesson that like, hey, maybe she shouldn't have gone out. On life day. She didn't need to. Yeah. Is essentially what she she realizes. That you always just need friends and family. And then the crystal. She, she uses the force and this crystals appear everywhere. There's multiple crystals. And all living things the force connects. So she decides I can resave this. So she has all the crystals. They show up at like I think it's Return of the Jedi. Again now it's Vader and Luke and Emperor. But... There's the Emperor and Kylo are getting on yeah. like a dream yeah. as well. Because Emperor now doesn't trust Vader because he knows, <laughs> he knows. he's going to throw him down a reactor shaft. And Kylo's like, yeah, uh, oh, you, you had a, a second Death Star too. When uh, ours blew up, then we made a second one. We called it Starkiller Base. And now the Emperor's like, Starkiller Base? That's a really good name. <laughs> Vader's in the background like, what the fucker? <laughs> Uh, the comedy is like almost similar to like a like a Family Guy or Rick and Morty is, or something, yeah. especially with time jumping. It reminds you of the the Family Guy style. Yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely. Uh, so Luke and I'm sorry, Des, you were saying about the little Lego 
things, we see the second Death Star, which is obviously like being built. Like the shittier And one. you're just seeing like parts of Lego, parts of Lego falling, falling off, of, off it. of it. It's so funny. Uh, it's the little Lego things that are really oh, make, yeah. make this too. So now Ray shows up with Luke to take on Vader and Kylo. I'm talking about dream matches here. Ray and Luke, but like OG Luke from like Return of the Jedi versus Kylo and Darth Vader, and they're du- dueling it out, double tag team match. And they they switch partners. Yeah, so it's instead crazy. of it being Kylo v Ray and Vader v sorry and Luke v Vader, yeah, it's Ray versus Vader, yeah, and Kylo versus yeah, yeah, it's, it's sick, cool. it's awesome. Uh, this is pretty cool. I know it's like Lego and animation, but seeing like what it would kind of look match. like, yeah, like I said, it's dream match absolutely I'm nerding out here so uh <laughs> we see them fighting lightsaber fights electricity all that stuff and we see kylo who's trying to slash away at luke and he's yelling at him i've always hated you and he's like luke just goes kid i've never seen you before in my life <laughs> <laughs> and then it's kylo and ray who go back to back and they say he says to her join me and it's the classic like hey join me we can rule the galaxy together and it's basically Ray fixing everything by kicking everyone back into their OG portals that they have to go into. And then it ultimately ends up with Vader and Luke and throwing down Emperor down the shaft of the reactor core. And then he's falling forever and falling forever and ever and ever. And he falls that he sees the mug that was also thrown down while he's falling and realizes that this whole time he's being a bad person and maybe he should do more good and he's made so many mistakes and now I've learned my... And he's dead. Yes. <laughs> it's the Grinch. It's Scrooge. It's realizing the like power of Life Day, but he dies. So Life Day is saved. Ray has to put everyone through back through the different portals, but she does it and goes back to make it in time with the crew, with the fam, with the friends for Life Day. Everyone's there, even the OG... Hey, hey, Babu Frick is there. Babu Frick's Lego there. Babu Frick. How do I get one? Holy <laughs> shit. And they're eating their yip yip, their tip yip, their turkey. C-3PO's there. And Ray talks to Finn and says, you know, maybe I was too hard on you. I think we need both need to learn some lessons today. Most importantly, Life Day is about friends and family, and I got to be able to trust you. So in that, Ray gives Finn her golden or yellow lightsaber gives it to finn and it must be a life day miracle because this is kashik it's like beaches and stuff where wookies live which is weird because they're hairy where they would probably want to live in snowy things starts to snow on kashik didn't know that happened and it's a life day miracle and everyone is happy the galaxy is saved yet again as we hear the theme and happy life day well yeah um Finn, she trusted him, but his Jedi powers are still not good oh, enough. Oh, he kept the table, he the turkey. Ruined the turkey, tip ruined yip. the table. Uh, sorry, the tip, tip, yep. Um, <laughs> there's Zori and Poe, who finally get a bit of a kiss under the mistletoe. Ah. Uh, Ray sees Luke and Leia's ghosts watching on. Um, and Yoda, who it's, it's done, like we said in the, in the Krampus review, a lot of these sort of Christmas films, it's yeah. like opening up a book. And it's all animation. That's how this film starts and ends as well. But Yoda's in this fly-looking bowler hat. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew Yoda would suit a bowler hat? But he looks fantastic. Well, you know he was having babies, so you know he was fly as shit. Grogu's getting far too much attention this year. I'm going to try and... Try something new. Ditch in the brown cloak. I'm going to wear a bowl. Gotta look hat. youthful. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> He's like Brock Lesnar. 
Yeah, look at pictures of Brock Lesnar in hats. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, That was the Star Wars Lego holiday special. Very different from the original Star Wars holiday special. Uh, This one was definitely poking fun at a lot of things that fans say about the series. It's just kind of a little fan service. I'd say definitely if you have kids, they would absolutely love this. The Lego humor is fantastic like the the games are so much fun i've played the uh the marvel ones and it's always these quick one-liners um yeah. poking fun super innocent but really witty as well if you're a fan of the movies there are so many little uh easter eggs and treats in this film yeah uh, the animation's great as well the obviously you've got the characters all looking lego like and all the ships are made of lego and stuff but the the backgrounds, the scenery looks awesome. It's uh, really cool. And it felt, despite being like a Lego parody Star Wars, it still kind of had that Star Wars feel for me. Yeah, oh, definitely. Especially as soon as it started, I was like, oh, this is this, this is, great. is Star Wars. Yeah, this is great. Uh, the fact that you, you get different people will get different things out of it. Like I mentioned, if you play this for kids... They would absolutely love it. They probably don't know what the fuck's going on, realistically. Maybe a but lot they of love it. humor would go over their heads, but yeah. just as an adventure, time travel absolutely. movie with your, your friend Ray. Uh, <laughs> and then we watch it, cool. and we're like dissecting McClunkley and stuff. So there's different avenues that you go through. But I, I find that it definitely was... I used to play the games. My younger half-brothers loved the Star Wars Lego games. Since the beginning, mm-hmm. I played like all of them, and... It's kind of showcasing that all through here. And how can we fantasy book Star Wars? Well, we could do it if we use Lego. So that's kind of what they did here with the fight scenes and people coming back from the dead. I kind of, part of me wished, because you had the chance here with the time travel. Yeah. That they could have just fixed how the Emperor... Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? He could have just... Like grabbed onto that cup, and that cup then hooks onto oh something that saves his life. Jeez. And I think it would have been such a small thing, but then you could like people going. You're watching Mandalorian now, yeah. which is obviously part of the universe, and it's tying to things in this animated series. That now people are like no Clone Wars is canon, Rebels is canon. I think holiday specials canon. I think the holiday special, the original ones, canon. I think it would have been quite fun to have done something. Because you did it with the Emperor kind of fixing Kylo's mask. Right. So you could technically go, oh, yeah, the Emperor fixed that for Kylo. (laughs) And I think now just to go, yeah, the Emperor survived because Vader gave him this cup for life day and it saved his life. Well, like out of all the 90 Star Wars shows they're putting out next year, Disney, do you think you're going to see anything with Finn now that we know he's like force sensitive? Uh, I... They'd have to offer John Boyega a lot of money, which they would. (laughs) I don't know if they would after he's kind of said some things about them, right? No, but I I think it's down to Disney to, I think his points are valid. You even look at this film. It's like Finn's still doing nothing. Yeah, I agree. Um, Which I know this is a Lego movie, but kind of after criticism and stuff, and obviously it it takes time to make this, but you you would think Finn would have a bit more to do i love i think boyega was fantastic i wish out of all i know like the the star wars kind of ended on a weird note with the rise of skywalker but after watching this you kind of go yo there's still there's still stories watching mandalorian and stuff there's still stories to be told i agree i love poe i think poe is such a fantastic character and i think there's we're seeing this sort of spaghetti western in the mandalorian i think poe has that kind of interest as well just 
he was saying about being a spice runner and all, all this stuff. I think Zori is quite an interesting character. I think there are definitely characters that you could spin off and have adventures with. Away from the Skywalker saga, but there's definitely more to do with Finn and Poe, I would think. Yeah, more watch, so than Ray. Watching this, like, fantasy booking what other characters go with other characters, and you're like, oh, there's totally room for more stories with these characters that you have set from the last set of movies. But uh, all in all, this was a really fun, like, special little... It was only, like, 40 minutes. It's 40 like, minutes. Yeah. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen this yet, um, it's on Disney+. Plus. It's. I, I really enjoyed this. I we watched this separately, and I heard you laughing out loud in your room. Oh, it was the Anakin? I was spots. laughing out loud um, in my room. It's it's a real treat, especially around Christmas time. You want to watch just easy, fun yeah. things like this, and this is. Uh, this was completely up my street. Just when I thought I was done with Star Wars, you pull me back in. And I, I as I was watching this, I went, oh yeah, I'm kind of getting that Star Wars itch again. Yeah, it's happening. Definitely. Um, did you notice? This is kind of. Maybe the only Star Wars film I've watched that doesn't say I've got a bad feeling about this. True. It wasn't in did it. We kept, did we miss it? Maybe we missed it. No, I, I don't think so. Wow. Because that, that's the one I like always write down. When yeah. we're doing the reviews, I'm like, oh, you've got a clock when they say that. Oh. Uh, Clone Wars, they say it in every episode. What? Every episode. How do they say it in every episode? I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I'm looking up if it was in it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not in this. No. Uh, you could have no. even spun it and being having someone say, oh, I've got a good feeling about this. It's Life Day, you know? Wow. But interesting. I guess they didn't have a bad feeling because it's Life Day. Um, they, yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Were you happy with your present, Brayden? Wow, I, I mean... Did this make up for last year's Star yeah, Wars Christmas present? It did, it did. I mean, last year's, you know, that OG holiday special is still just a big piece of garbage. And it's fantastic watching Harrison Ford go through it and i don't know how high carrie fisher was but uh in this it was lego and uh i was <laughs> on what, a high watching it what were your thoughts on the we mentioned a bit earlier that kelly marie tran is one of the only sort of original actors to yeah. voice her character what did you think of the likes of uh ray because i i assume this was daisy ridley to Me start too. with and i looked up halfway through and then later on, I, I could hear it kind of sounded like someone doing an impression of her. But um, I thought she sounded really good. The only people that were in it were C-3PO, uh, I think Lando, Billy D. Williams, yeah. and then... Rose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was Ray for a little bit too. And then I kind of so she did say something. And I'm like, wait a second. Is that a different person? Because most of the voices are way off, but purposely. Like, I thought Obi-Wan's was pretty good. It was pretty good. Qui-Gon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, some of them were done differently purposely, like comedy. But Oh, like the Emperor yeah. isn't even trying to yeah. be the Emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was really funny, but uh, Rose, still my favorite. Okay. <laughs> wow, controversial. All I want for Christmas is Rose. It's Rose. <laughs> uh, well, that was a very Lego Star Wars holiday special. Well, that was Mandalorian. That was Star Wars Lego special. If you've made it this far, you must love Star Wars because I can't imagine someone listening like <laughs> listening to this being like, guys, I don't know what the fuck a Grogu is. What the fuck's a frog lady? I don't it, know. <laughs> the, the, luckily, it sounds like we're sorted for the next few Christmases. With just these watch things. Star Wars. Just it'll be there'll be this will be Boba Fett show next Christmas. Yeah, I it? guess so. Yeah. Uh, so if you've made it this far, thank you for listening, and we hope you had some uh, happy holidays wherever you may be. We love being inside your ears and before i forget a huge shout out to daniel lloyd 
Beta Club Field Trip, they do the, uh, well, they do. Daniel does the, like, 8-bit synth versions of our theme that we use on different shows. Like the one he made today, I added a little Christmas flair into it, but Amando theme mixed with our theme. He does our Batman one as well, so Beta Club Field Trip is his 8-bit. Uh, he loves making, he does the Taylor Swift stuff as well, 8-bit. But Daniel, thank you. You're lit. You can uh, follow us at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Patreon.com slash Up Next. Uh, we do so many podcasts on there. Movie reviews, reviews from the six, old school wrestling, all sorts of stuff. The December sh- month was stacked. December to December, Starcade, Christmas horror movies, all that stuff. And next month is going to be even more stacked. And look forward to uh, more uh, NXT, more AEW Hopefully, maybe crowds again in the near future. But uh, thank you for for listening to us talk about Star Wars and Lego and Christmas and stuff. Happy Life Day, guys. Happy Life Day. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Uh, Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And McClunky. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.